Welcome to the Seeing Deep Podcast, where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. This month, we're talking about a scary subject. Well, not really something that is going to scare you per se, but a topic that is so needed today for parents in a culture that makes it difficult to raise our kids for Jesus. Today, we're talking about raising kids in a scary world, instilling values. This whole month, we will be focusing on empowering and raising our children to be free from fear and to be in the world, but not of it. Here with me to help me tackle this discussion is Danielle Ketch-Porman, who serves on the Sing Deep Ministry team with me. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you, Denise. It's so great to be here. The scripture for this episode is taken from 2 Corinthians 1.12. Now this is our boast. Our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world, and especially in our relations with you, with integrity and godly sincerity. We have done so, relying not on worldly wisdom, but on God's grace. I'll tell you, I could just sit and think about that scripture for a while. I see words like integrity and godly sincerity and relying not on worldly wisdom, but on God's grace. And these are things that I think are really hard in our culture right now. There are culture wars right now going on against faith. And for our kids to be brought up in this, it is a hard thing. So how we and our children conduct ourselves in the world reveals our values. If what we believe in is lived out, we can be influencers of the culture rather than the culture influencing us. We need to first live out our relationship with God authentically and then impart to our children how to be wordly and worldly wise. They need to be equipped with the Word of God and to know their values and also be wise to the world's ways so they are not deterred from walking with Jesus. This is such a challenge, isn't it, Danielle? How do we instill and how do you instill values in your children? Yes, Denise, it is. it really is a, a challenging and often uh, sometimes it can feel very daunting at times and just very overwhelming. But, you know, we as parents have the ultimate tool to equip us for this task. We have the Word of God. Hmm. So in our home, we instill values in our children by, first of all, teaching God's Word and cultivating a biblical worldview in our home. So by cultivating, we do it all of the time. We're very faithful and diligent because that is the way to cultivate anything, especially mm. a love of the Word of God. And so when I think of this, I think of God's command to the Israelites in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7, which says, You shall teach them the commandments diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. This gives the perfect picture in my mind of faithful diligence to teaching the Word of God to our children. And in our home, uh, we try as much as we can to do that as well by just marinating our children in God's Word. Now in our house, this doesn't necessarily mean that we sit on our couch and read scriptures out loud all day long, although that would be absolutely wonderful. <laughs> but we do have family worship time 
and read God's word aloud together as a family. And I've noticed the more that we do this, the more pockets of time just kind of appear in our days where scriptural themes will surface, giving us a chance to talk about them and make them a natural part of living. Mm, So good. And you know, I don't know about you, but that verse there, those two verses in Deuteronomy Mm. were the verses that God used to speak to my heart that I was going to home educate my children. Because when I read it and I thought, how can I do that if I'm rushing around everywhere and they're gone from me all day long? And, and so for me, it was part of my calling. And those, those are always been a, they've been a go-to verses for me where it just reminds me of my calling. And so I just, I love that how you're talking about marinating them in the word. And, and I know mm-hmm. when you're saying not just sitting on the couch, you know, for me, there were times where it was a miracle if they could all be sitting down on a couch and we could get <laughs> through devotion time without somebody goofing off or doing something. And so and I didn't want Bible time to become like a, a discipline session. You know, I wanted to be a, a basking in God's presence. And so it is challenging. You know, I want to just say that to parents right now. You might, you might be listening and say, well, we don't have a perfect family. Well, we do not either. And let me just say it isn't always pretty, <laughs> but it's just continuing to seek God and make that a part of your home. Um, and so for, for us to, you know, by living those values, we are guarding our hearts and minds by being careful what content we put in front of our eyes and our ears. This is one core thing that we have had in our home. Our kids cannot follow if we do not lead. So Psalm 101 verses 1 through 2 says, I will be careful to walk in my house with a blameless heart. I will set no vile thing before my eyes when Will you come to me? And so I have come back to that verse many times. And I think this is part of the key too, is memorizing verses, having verses that God has spoken to your heart and maybe putting them on the wall or, or just in your journal and having them there to reflect on. But whenever, you know, I would be tempted, maybe someone is wanting to do sleepover with my kids and I'm like, mm, we're not really doing that. You know, everyone has their own convictions. Um, so this is not a, a condemning thing. But whatever your convictions are, they will slide as people try to pull at them. And so for me, I came back to this. I want to walk in my house blamelessly. And so whatever movies people are watching, we may not watch. And and that's okay because I answer to God. You know, but so we have to live our values. If we don't really live them out in a way that's compelling, you know, not legalistic. It's a joy to walk in holiness, to have in our home be a, a refuge. And if we will live out our values, then our kids can follow that lead. I love that, Denise. That That's so good and really encouraging and convicting to me as well. Uh, I love what you said about guarding our hearts. And, you know, guarding our hearts is so essential to maintaining a focus on the things of God. Because the more our Mm -hmm. eyes are pulled off of the things of God and onto things they shouldn't be, the less that we're able to follow God's leading in our lives and dwell on beautiful things. And so another thing that's important to instill values in our children is number three, being involved in small groups or uh, our church. So our children can see those values lived out, not just by us. And I know that 
you know, we, we want our children to obey and trust our leading, but it's always helpful for them to see other people living out those wonderful, godly Christian values. Mm. And from the time our children were small, uh, we actively sought out like-minded people and families that would pour into our children's spiritual well-being and those that would help guide us as parents as well, like maybe those uh, families who had children that were older and they've already walked through some of the things we were walking through. And as our children spend time with those people who are faithfully living out the gospel, it becomes uh, easier for them to be equipped to do that as well, especially when they're no longer in our house. So good. Yeah. And I think it becomes like a real safe place for our kids then because they know, you know, because sometimes they'll question like, hey, are my parents the only ones who like live like this, you know? (laughs) But I had started a a homeschool co-op in 2004 and uh, what a blessing that was. And for 12 years, we were involved in that. And my son, uh, my 21-year-old son has told me, mom, thank you. Thank you for providing that place that was safe. It was like-minded people, and we would gather together, and we would would pursue excellence and godliness, and we had devotions every time we met, and it was just a, it was a unique experience from what I think is probably normal, uh, considered normal today, and and so I I thank God that we can have other people to help us. You know, I, I don't necessarily agree with the phrase "it takes a village." You know that Hillary Clinton yeah. many years ago. Yes, me but either. I, but I will say <laughs> that the little caveat to that is we do need fellowship with other like-minded believers, and mm-hmm. like you said, that can really, really just help what we're doing in our home. And so uh, I think number four for me, too, is we instill values when we don't Mm -hmm. just expect, but we inspect. You know, we need to hold our children accountable to the values in our home. It's okay. In fact, it is biblical to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I always told my children that they can prayerfully have their own convictions when they leave this house. (laughs) But when they're underneath our roof, the convictions held by mom and dad are to be held by all. And the, the accountability piece is a hard one, you know, uh, it just no one likes to be unpopular in that moment. But there were many times um, my youngest son, not to call him out, and hopefully he doesn't listen to this episode, no, <laughs> just teasing. <laughs> but, you know, we'd adopted him from Russia, and just getting that adapting to the culture was very hard. And, you know, people can look you right in the eye sometimes and say, yep, I obeyed, and it's, you know, you got to inspect you got to say, well, okay, let's see it. <laughs> and then sometimes it's like, well, maybe not. And so the only way we know that we're really instilling those values is we're not just giving a lip service to them. You know, we're inspecting, we're carefully and not in a harsh way, but in a, well, let's see how you did and let me coach you and help you so you understand the values we're trying to have you live up to. I, I really love that, Denise. Um, the more that they see us coming alongside of them and guiding them, it really gives them a whole picture of living the Christian life in community because we're all here to help one another and build each other up. Mm. And even, even though we're mom and dad, we are the first picture they see of coming alongside and guiding and nurturing 
and pointing them toward Christ. And so I love the way you put that. Hmm. While our children are under our roof, the convictions held by mom and dad are held by all. And it, that same thing goes in our house as well. And I think that this really helps shape our children's trust and faith that God has placed us as parents over them for a season. And we have that responsibility to raise them in obedience to God. And that's our assignment that God has given us as parents while their assignment is to trust and obey. Mm. And that can be really hard for children, especially when they're young, when they're asking, you know, all these why questions. Well, why can't I go here? And why can't I watch this? Why can't I do these things? And Mm -hmm. it's really hard sometimes to say, well, trust and obey. That's really difficult. But I've I've noticed that with our children, from the time that my son and my daughter were very young, it kind of became a refrain in our house, (laughs) trust (laughs) and obey, trust and obey. I even think of that old hymn, trust and obey. But that's what they are commanded to do in Ephesians. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And as our children grow in logic and wisdom, and they ask more questions, it moves from a trusting and obey to experiencing a heart connection to the values we've instilled from Mm -hmm. a young age, which brings us to number five. Uh, We instill values when we disciple our children. And our values are a way of life for us more than just a to-do. Our children need to see us living out the values that we're instilling, which again is another weighty task for us because they are watching all of the time. And our, our goal though, is not to produce little robots who just simply follow orders. The goal and the hope is that our children, by watching us and hearing the word of God and seeing it lived out, will come to love living for Jesus. Beautiful. And you know, uh, when you're talking about not being like robots, I was just thinking how a lot of times parenting can become, if we're not careful, a let me uh, focus on your outside, your external behavior. You know, let me fix that. But it's the heart. And you know, when you're talking about um, trust and obey, what came to my mind was a song I used to teach my kids. um, Obedience is doing what you're told to do when you're told to do it. How? Happily. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> and my kids, and I had, I had always all these songs I made up to about nap time, and we're going to be happy and doing it. But it created a culture yeah. where it wasn't this, do this now, but it was, oh, wait, wait, we got to do this happily, you know? And they, I just still couldn't hear them almost saying, happily, <laughs> <You know? laughs> like taking a nap, you know, and it's challenging, but um, there's just such joy in that, you know? Um, and it's hard though, because our flesh resists, as you said, the kids have the why, I don't understand. And, and I wanted to shepherd those questions, you know, but yeah. at the same time, um, make sure they understood, yeah, that's a safe place to ask those questions. But the ultimate thing here is you've got to trust and obey. You've got to know that this is my position that God has given me to help guide you. 
It's it's so challenging, but I'm I'm now on the other end. And when you talked about, you said they're there for a season. I was just thinking, oh, I know because I'm now I'm starting to uh, blog about Chronicles of an Empty Nester now because <laughs> I I feel it. It's like oh my goodness, you know. I'm, uh, this uh, my oldest is getting married in December. My fourth child is just about to sprout her wings and take off. She just graduated, and then there's my son who is a junior in high school. And so I'm just seeing, and two who are already living on their, you know, on their own, a 21 year old and a 23 year old. And it's just time flies, cherish this time, you guys, raise them so that they can stand up in this scary world. And, you know, all too often we can see this, this role of parents minimized and others want to disciple our children but that chief role really belongs to parents. And I don't know if you experienced this, Danielle, but there were times that people would almost admonish me, like you're over sheltering and, you know, we've got this. But my kids sat with me in church for mm-hmm. a time. And I got, you know, admonished for that in church because my kids were supposed to be here or there. But I really wanted my kids to worship with me. Um, you know, and so we need to have a plan. It's far too easy for discipleship not to happen. It can be family Bible studies or even individual devotionals, but there needs to be a culture cultivated of seeking God and His Word. And so number six, we instill values when Bible time is not just isolated to devotion time. It's lived out. It's when we have a problem, we go to God's Word. You know, when we want to have entertainment, we try to find a movie that's going to spur us on in our faith. It's incorporated into education, relationships, activities. In other words, we don't separate our faith from our life. Absolutely. I, I see all too often that it's very normal today to see a separation of faith and life or that we see people separating their church life from their home life. And I I think if we have that mentality, it can be a little dangerous because if the two aren't meshed together, then it's, it becomes uh, very disjointed. The Christian life does, and we become almost like we're living two separate lives. And so at Mm. church, we act one way and at home, we, we act another way and have a different set of values but the two need to become one if we're going to demonstrate gospel living to our children. Yes. So that means, oh yeah, that means intentionally being in our children's lives, not just living with them in the same culture and atmosphere, but actually doing life with them. Mm. Um, so that brings me to number seven. We instill values when we are involved in our children's lives and we make time to nurture their character specific dates and times together uh, asking questions about their lives i have noticed as my daughter who's 12 has gotten older our conversations often surprise me uh, we'll be having conversations uh, after we've read a little bit of a book together or we're driving in the car And the Lord just brings these times together for deep, meaningful conversations. And not all, not all of our conversations are, you know, deep theological conversations, but 
the point is we're having them and we're, we're talking about whatever issues are brought to mind. And this is something beautiful I've seen in our family since the pandemic. Uh, while we already homeschool our children, but this extra time has caused us to be more intentional, to slow down and have more conversations, whether they're a few minutes or a few hours It really doesn't matter. We just need to be having conversations with our children anywhere we can. Yes. And you know, it's funny when your kids start driving and there's times where you're driving them to work or other things, I began to cherish those times because it was those conversations. It's conversations at midnight when people get off a late shift or early in the morning and and just trying to find those times where you can do life with them instead of viewing it as a to-do you know, so I really like what you were saying there about not just living with them, but doing life with them, because it's easy to let it just happen, you know, where you just kind of go through the motions. And, you know, this oh, yeah. is so good and so needed, it is often not convenient, but so important. It might mean, you know, like I was just saying, staying up late or being available when it's hard to be available. Friends, whatever your educational choices our prayers are with you that you would commit to shepherd your child's hearts at home. Help them to be able to see the values that you have so that they can live them out. You know, and we all fall short. There's times where we might be trying to tell our kids, this is what we do, you know, as for me in my house, and we might miss the mark sometimes, but there's something so beautiful about being humble about that and saying, but this is what I stand for. And our kids want to follow authenticity. You know, at school and in all aspects of their lives, they are going to need confidence and trust in God, which will ultimately help them to be empowered to live for Jesus in a fallen world with values that are firm. Listen in next week as we continue this discussion, and we're going to pivot to how to form boundaries without oversheltering. You've been listening to the Scene Deep podcast where we dive into the Word of God for the answers to life's problems.